So if uh, you would turn to Genesis 37, verse 9, it's also going to come on the screen for you. The Bible says this, then Joseph had another dream. Joseph had another dream. Joseph had another dream. And uh, we're going to start a brand new series of talks entitled Dream Again. Can everyone say that out loud? Say dream again. Dream Dream again. And yes, these colors are bright, bold, and in your face, and it's on purpose. Because I believe as adults, it is so easy to go gray, to go beige, to go black and white, to go safe. And uh, I believe God wants us to color outside of the lines. I believe God wants us to dream, take risk, and believe for the impossible. Can I get an amen, somebody? And so we worked with our graphic artist, and, and I said, I want something like if you were creating something for a kid's graphic, but I want it for adults. And, uh, and that's why we did that, because I want us to dream again. Let's pray. Father, help us to dream. Help us to believe. I pray over the next three or four weeks that you would cause our hearts to soar. You would cause our minds to expand. And God, I do pray that we would be able to dream another dream for our life. That's my prayer in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. And amen and amen. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I think it's amazing when you ask a child... Thank you, brother. I I think it's amazing when you ask a child what they want to be when they grow up and you say something, you know, you ask a little, a little boy, what do you want to be when you grow up? Recently, I asked a boy that and he said, I want to be a (sighs) T-Rex. And I said, you want to like study dinosaurs? He said, no, I want to be a (laughs) T-Rex. I said, you're amazing. Another boy, another boy said, I want to be a fire truck. And I said, wow, you want to be a fireman? He said, no, I want to be the truck. I'm down. Uh, recently, I was preaching, and the pastor's son ran up to me afterwards and said, Jabin, Pastor Jabin, um, I'm green, green, like the color green. And uh, I said, you're green? He said, yes, I'm green. I said, why are you green? And he said, I'm green because I'm a ninja turtle. And then he punched me. <laughs> and I thought, I ain't even mad at you right now. Like, I'm not going to even, I'm, I'm not going to, there's nothing, I'm speechless, I'm speechless. You know, you ask a little girl, baby, what do you want to be when you grow up? And immediately her legs kind of start doing this, and I want to be Moana, I want to be a princess. <laughs> My dad says I'm pretty, I want to be a princess. I want to be Elsa. It's amazing. I love that. Children live in color. Uh, researchers tell us that up to the age of four or five, children test at a genius level because that's how kids see life. But what do we do? We give them coloring books. And what do we do? We tell them color inside of the lines. We tell them you've got to follow the rules. We tell them you've got to play it safe. And, and I'm all about wisdom But friend, I believe that life can so easily strip the creativity from us. It can so strip the color from us. It can so strip the possibility thinking from us. Uh, We have a little daughter. She's 22 months old, Goldie, and she painted this. And I thought, that's fire. Because I could not do that at 35, 34. I couldn't do it. You know what I would draw? I would draw a little house. You already know what I'm doing because that's what everyone can do. Amen. You couldn't do that because your mind wouldn't let you do that. Because it's so easy to just color in the lines. It's so easy to just begin to play it 
safe. And life has a way of stripping us of creativity. It has a way of discouraging us from risk. It has a way of teaching us to fear and to be afraid. Uh, uh, the, the biggest lie I believe of life is be realistic. You just, you just got to be realistic. It's, that's crazy. You can't do that. You know that most dreams die in practicality. This is not practical. Dreams are never practical. Dreams never make sense to that one part of your brain that wants a plan. Dreams don't come from here. They come from your soul. They come from your spirit. They come from your creator. Pablo Picasso said this, every child was born an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once we grow up. Preach, Pablo, someone said. <laughs> you know, isn't it, isn't it so funny? And you go, well, I'm not an artist. Well, you were. Well, I'm not creative. You were. You were. Something happened. I'm not telling you to go paint today, though maybe you should. I'm not telling you to go create today, though maybe you should. I'm asking you to dream again. I'm asking you to believe again. I'm asking you to believe God for something. And this is the blessing of the child of God. Acts chapter 2, verse 17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. What is prophecy? prophesy? Prophecy is not a King James word where you go, thus saith the Lord, the Spirit of God would say unto thee. No, prophecy is future talk. Prophecy is saying what God says, not what circumstance say. Prophecy is saying what the Word of God says, not what the people are saying. Prophecy is living by the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and the life of God on the inside of you, and not being limited by what circumstances tell you you have to do. Come on, somebody. And then it goes on to say, and you will see visions and you will dream dreams. And I love that it says the old men will dream dreams. And I ain't calling anybody old in this room. I'm just telling you, our culture says you dream when you're young. And then you got to grow up. And God says, I don't want, I want you to be 80 in dreaming. I want you to be like Caleb saying, give me this mountain. I want you to be 60 in dreaming, 50 in dreaming, 100 in dreaming. I never want you to lose the childlike wonder. Jesus said, you will not be able to receive the kingdom unless you are like a child. Pastor David Cho, the pastor of the largest church in the world in Seoul, South Korea, says this. Dreams and visions are the language of the Holy Spirit. This is how God talks. Well, so what is a dream? What is a God dream? Well, it's a lot more than what you do while you're sleeping after an extra large pizza. Okay? That could just be the pizza talking. Here, here's a dream on the screen. A dream is a picture of what could be. It's a picture of what should be. It's using your gifts and desires, not only to bless your life, but more importantly, to expand God's kingdom. Hey, let me just ask you guys, what could be for your family? What could be for your finances? What should be for your future? What could be? I, I know what it is, but what could be? 
I know where you're at, but what should be? Can you live for something greater than where you are or where you've always been? And can you begin to dream again and say, I believe there could be something more for my future. I believe there should be something more for my, I thank God for everything he's done in my life, but I feel like there could be more. Something is so audacious enough to say, I think there should be more. This is the dream. And and it's not only going to bless me, but it's going to expand the kingdom of God in the earth. But when I talk about a dream, I'm not talking about a goal. Anybody can set a goal. I'm not talking about a plan. We did not plant this church seven months ago with a plan or a goal. We planted it with a dream. (laughs) If you want to know the dream, go outside and on that big curved wall, you'll see who we are. It's impractical. It's grammatically incorrect. Because I wrote it. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Holy Ghost didn't write it, I wrote it. (laughs) And it's the dream. And it's wild and it's impractical. There's stuff on there like, we're going to record music. We were meeting in a cafeteria as of a week ago. You're going to record music? It's going to go around the world? Yes! (laughs) How you going to do it? I don't know. Can you afford a studio? No. It's a dream. There's things on there like we're going to impact the world with our social media and our YouTube page and our conferences. And we're going to be able to bless pastors around the world. How are you going to do that? I don't know. It's a dream. But don't kill my dream in your practicality. Don't kill the dream in the plan. We're going to work on a plan. We're going to work on a roadmap. But you don't get a roadmap and then a dream. You get a dream and then you map it out. And then you get a plan. And friend, I'm just telling you, start dreaming Again, start, start talking outlandish again. Start praying radical prayers again. Start believing again. Go on a fast again. Start praising God again. Start reading your Bible again. Start believing God again because I believe God wants to give you another dream. But what happens? Life happens. Huh? Disappointment happens. Hurt happens. Uh, life doesn't move at the speed of your dream. <laughs> So Joseph had a dream, and we'll look at it in depth over the next few weeks. He, he had a dream. He just didn't know that the dream involved a pit. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I'm a priest to you. A prison. A Potiphar's wife. He didn't know he was going to have to deal with a butler and a baker who were going to forget about him. He didn't, know about the fa- he didn't know about all the drama that was going to be involved in the dream. And most of our dreams die in a pit, or they die in a prison or they die in a Potiphar's wife or they die in the disappointment or in the offense. But if you can hold on and dream again, because Joseph needed multiple seasons of dreams, we'll find out, to be able to fulfill the ultimate purpose on his life. If you can hold on and see that dream come to pass, you will be able to eventually get to the palace, the place of destiny, the place of abundance, the place of provision. The place where when Joseph got to the palace, it didn't just save his life, it saved his family's life. Joseph had a dream. But many of you right now, you're in Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. What does that mean? It means you have a broken heart because it didn't come as fast as you thought it would come. It didn't happen as easy as you thought it was going to happen. And somewhere in the process of the dream, your heart breaks The Bible goes on to say a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. And I believe that over the next few weeks, we're about to leave hope deferred. 
And we're going to go into longing fulfilled. Can I get some faith in the place? Say amen, everybody. But this is why we got to dream again. You got to dream another dream. The Bible says Genesis 37, 9, then Joseph had another dream. He got a second wind. I've never had a second wind because I've never ran, but I heard you runners tell me. <laughs> Y'all runners tell me that you get a second wind. I've also heard you get a runner's high. Now, I've gotten high before, before Jesus. And that didn't feel like what I feel like on the treadmill. And I was waiting for it to kick in. I was waiting for creativity or fear or something to kick in. Nothing kicked in. Amen. So I quit. Because y'all lied to me. But I'm believing for a second window. Hope restored. Childlike wonder. The adventure of the unknown. Not just doing what you have to do because you got to do what you have to do because you're an adult. But also doing what you love to do. God wants to give you a dream. And we're, it's going to get practical over the next few weeks, but I'm just trying to stir somebody's faith. So let me give you three reasons you need to dream. Number one, your dream causes you to live beyond circumstance. Not limited by the, by the economy. Not limited by what's in your bank account. Not limited by your family tree. Not limited by your educational system. Not limited by your political party. Not limited by what is going on or not going on in the world. Not limited by the color of your skin. Not limited by what side of the tracks that you were born on. Not limited by where you've come from. Not limited by circumstance. You don't now live by just what's around you. You live by what's on the inside of you. Jesus said, y'all looking for a kingdom out there and the kingdom ain't out there. The kingdom is on the inside of you because when you receive Jesus as Lord, you receive the kingdom of God in your spirit. So now I'm not, I'm not limited by my last name. I'm not limited by who my daddy was. I'm not limited by my upbringing. I'm not limited by where I've been because I have an unlimited kingdom on the inside. Can I get some faith in the place? I got a kingdom now. And I think it's amazing because many of you, if you've grown up in church, you've heard of Solomon asking for wisdom. And the Bible says that God, God told him, Solomon, you didn't ask for your enemies and you didn't ask for money. You asked for wisdom. So I'm going to give you wisdom and your enemies and money. But here's what's amazing about the story. And we'll look at it in depth over the next few weeks. What's amazing about Solomon is Solomon asked for wisdom in a dream. That whole conversation happened in a dream. Y'all like, wow, I didn't know that. I know. That's why I'm the pastor. I'm here to help you. Solomon has a dream, and in the dream, he encounters God. Because you know what? I think if Solomon wasn't dreaming, he wouldn't have asked for wisdom. I think his flesh would have taken over. <laughs> so God gave him the opportunity to get what he needed in a dream. Friend, when you dream, it takes you beyond where you currently are. See, Solomon, he didn't, he didn't have the age he didn't have the experience. He didn't have the knowledge. But he got a dream. And in the dream, it released supernatural wisdom. In the dream, it released supernatural strategy. In the dream, it released everything he needed for his destiny. So the Bible says it like this, Proverbs 29, 18. Without a prophetic vision, without a dream, the people perish. 
See, if you don't have a vision, you're going to live by circumstance. If you don't have a vision, you're going to live by if it's a good day or a bad day. If you don't have a vision, you're going to live dependent upon who's in your political party. If you don't have a vision, you're going to be constantly limited by what the news tells you. But you can get a, you can get a prophetic vision for your life so that you're no longer limited by the limitations of the world, but you have a God dream, you have a God idea, you have a prophetic vision from the Spirit of God that propels you and leads you into your destiny. Because outside of a vision and a dream, all you have is your natural circumstance and you will constantly be a victim to your circumstance. But when you have a dream, it takes you above. I don't know if you've ever flown and the pilot takes you above the turbulence, above the storm. Friend, a dream will take you above what's going on and cause you to live at a different level. Number two, a dream makes you rely on God. (laughs) Because a dream is beyond circumstance, that dream will take you beyond your ability. A dream will put you on your face. A dream will drop you to your knees. A dream will make you lean on God, hope in God, and trust in God. Because a dream is going to take you beyond what you can do, and it's going to take you on into what God can do. (laughs) See, I'm trying to think where to go here because i got so much to say, and I'm trying to end. It's my new thing. It just happened. (laughs) Hear me, friend. If you can fulfill your dream without God... Your dream isn't from God. If you can do it, it ain't from God. And it might be good, but it's not God. It might be cool, but it's not great. It might bless you, but it may not bless the next generation. Ah, Because if it's just your idea, it dies with you. But if it's a God idea, it lives through you to the next. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. See, God wants to give you a dream because so much of the American church has embraced this idea that we're getting out of here. We're getting out of here. Hallelujah. In the rapture. Praise the Lord. Okay, cool. I'm down if you believe that. But it has creeped into every part of our theology. That rapture theology of end times has creeped into everything we believe. So now it's just about, we got to get to heaven. By the way, do you hear those kids screaming? I promise they're safe. And I, and I promise we're working on some kind of soundproof. Praise the Lord, but it's your kid. So anyway, <laughs> so don't judge me for it being loud. That's your, that's your Ray Ray in there going, ah, sugar. Okay, so anyway, little Sarah in there, ah. Okay, so um, so don't judge me. God bless you. We'll see you next. So, so we're we're trying to get out of here, but that's not the prayer Jesus said. When the disciples said, "Yo, Jesus, teach us how to pray," He didn't say, "Our Father who art in heaven, get us to heaven." He said, "Pray like this: Heaven come to earth." Kingdom come to earth. God in heaven come to earth. 
We have gotten so caught up and we need to get out of here. Friend, there's 7 billion people on the planet. Only 2.5 billion know Jesus. I think we got a lot of work to do. So stop talking about getting out of here and get a dream and a vision for the kingdom of God to go through you to minister to people. Heaven's going to be great. I can't wait for that day, but I'm not living just for that. I'm living right now for anybody I can impact today. And by the way, if you'll live for what you can do for God today, I promise heaven will only be sweeter. So I'm not trying to get out of here. I'm trying to get God in here. It'll cause you to rely on God. And number three, as the team comes, your dream impacts the next generation. Your dream, it impacts the next generation. Look at this from Lillian Disney. During the grand opening of Disney World in Orlando, Florida, a friend of Lillian Disney, Walt Disney's widow, leaned over to her and said, it's such a shame Walt never saw this. To which Lillian replied, he did see it. That's why we're here. He did see it. He saw all of this before we saw it. He saw all of this before an architect ever drew anything up. He saw all of this before the property was ever bought. He did see it. That's why we're here. I, I pray that could be the testimony of the next generation about us. Dad did see it. And that's why we're here. Every, everyone had two or three or four divorces in, in our generational line. That was, how, that was just how our family worked. But then they did see it. And they broke that thing. And, and now we, we walk in blessing because they saw. Everyone was an alcoholic. Everyone drank their life away. Everyone was caught up in that. But then, but then he did see it. And everyone gambled. That's just what we, if, if we just lost all our money to gamble. That's just what we did. We lived paycheck to paycheck because we just blew it all and we had good months and we had bad months and that's what daddy did and that's what uncle did and that's what grandpapa did and that's what grand, great grandpa did and that's just what we did for, for generation after. But then, but then he did see it. She did see it. Every woman in our family tree had breast cancer and that's just what it was and it was just that's just how it was it But then she got a hold of God's word and and she said I don't think we need to live with cancer in our family line anymore and she did see it and that's why we're here and I'm just talking to somebody who may just be the curse breaker in your family tree that says I know how it's been but we're about to break something in the spirit because I'm going to get a dream. And I'm not going to be limited by what I've seen. And I'm not going to be limited by what daddy did or mama did or grandpa did. I'm not going to be limited by the city I live in. I know it's called Sin City, but I don't live by that because I don't live by what I see. I live by a vision. I live by a dream. And I saw something that other people couldn't see. Therefore, I have something that other people cannot have. Do you remain standing, everyone? Could we, could, we, could we be a people who dream? Maybe you're going to be the first one to break into six figures. 
And you know what? And we talk about that. And quite frankly, in today's world, that ain't even a lot. So let's raise the faith. Maybe you're going to go to seven. And I know that makes people so, well, I'm a Christian and my mansion's already in heaven. Well, good for you, Sally. But we need money to do what God wants us to do on the earth. And I don't want you going into debt to pay for your baby's wedding. I don't want you to have to put 20 grand on a credit card to pay for your daughter's quinsay. I don't want you to worry about how we gonna make it this month. Maybe we could dream. Yes, I said quinsay. Could we dream? A dream from God. And I know that makes some of you nervous because you've never heard preaching like this and you're like all awkward right now because I said that. But I want you to I want you to get out of the beige, man. I'm gonna do a sermon during this series called Rage Against Beige. Get out of the beige. Well, we just have enough to get by, praise the Lord. Stop it. Believe for more. Trust God to do something incredible with your life, with your family. Trust God that He can, that you could be the dreamer in your family that changes everything.